Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast produced by Global Grace Ministries. As always, I am your host, Francis Wessel. Today we will be talking about a subject I love. We will discuss a principle of the kingdom of God. Today's episode is called Our Citizenship. Go with me to Genesis 12 and we will read the first three verses, which say, The Lord has said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. If you have been a Christian for a while, you know how Abraham came to be in covenant with God. Through his covenant, he was saved. His family became God's chosen people. They were richly blessed, and by grace, we, the Church of Jesus Christ, were included in such an incredible covenant. We are also God's chosen people, and all the promises that God made to Abraham and his descendants are now ours. What I think is not so well known is that the covenant with Abraham is also the beginning of the restoration of the relationship between God and men. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were separated from God because of their sin. Every generation after them was born in sin. Even though God made Eve the promise of redemption and many people chose to obey God after Adam and Eve's sin, none were chosen to be called God's people until Abraham. For example, Noah obeyed God and because of that obedience, his family and all the animals that entered the ark were saved from the flood. But God did not enter into a personal covenant with Noah. He made a covenant with humanity never to destroy them again through a flood, but their spiritual standing before the Lord did not change. Men remained in their sinful nature. The Bible tells us that God spoke to Abraham, and when Abraham believed and obeyed God, his faith brought Abraham into grace with God. Abraham became the first one of God's chosen people. He became the father of God's chosen nation, Israel. And in his lineage, Christ was born. Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection made it possible for every nation under heaven to be included in the family of God. 1 Peter 2.9 tells us that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's possession, that we may proclaim the excellences of him who called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Every person who has accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior is now a child of God and a spiritual descendant of Abraham. My family, we are indeed a chosen race, a holy nation, and even though most of us know that, some of us do not understand what that means. When most of us come to Christ, we immediately accept as our reality that we no longer will go to hell after we die. Still, For whatever reason, not all of us understand that our relationship with Christ saves our souls from hell and makes us immediately into citizens of heaven. 
we confess very quickly that even though we live in the world, we no longer belong to the world, but ignore or do not understand what that means. In all honesty, I decided to share this subject with you because whenever my team and I preach in different churches about the kingdom of God, most people believe we are talking about what our lives will be once we get to heaven. But according to the Bible, God's kingdom came to earth when Jesus was born. Go with me to Mark chapter 1, and I want to read verse 15. It says, And saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And then Matthew 4.17 tells us, From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Matthew 6.10 tells us, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, when Jesus spoke about God's kingdom, he was not discussing our home in heaven. He was talking about the territory his church will win here on earth. He was talking about the fact that wherever a child of God resides, the kingdom of heaven is there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 tells us, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Let me speak about an example of what I mean when I speak about our citizenship in heaven. Here in the United States, there are people from every nation of the world who are United States citizens. This means that even though some were born in another country, if they acquired the American citizenship, now they have the rights, privileges, and responsibilities that come from being a citizen of this country. For a citizen of the United States who lives in another country, the American embassy is like a piece of the U.S. in that country. It offers them the same protection, services, and benefits of every citizen of the country. The same thing happens with us because we are citizens of heaven. Even though we do not reside in heaven, our heavenly citizenship gives us the rights and the privilege that every person who is now in heaven has. Now, the citizenship of a country does not come without any responsibilities. When you become a citizen of a nation, you have to promise alliance to that nation, which means that you promise to obey the laws of that country. Many nations offer dual citizenship, but heaven does not. That means that once you belong to the kingdom of heaven, you no longer are a citizen of the world. You are a citizen of heaven or a citizen of the world, but you cannot be both, which means you now have to live as a citizen of heaven if you want its privileges, no matter where you are. Even though we do not live in heaven, for we are in this world, you are a child of God. The heavenly laws supersede and override any law of a country where you reside. With this, I am not saying we do not have to obey the laws of the world. I am saying that if it comes down to obeying God or men, because you are a citizen of heaven, you should always choose to obey God. Let me give you an easy example of what I'm talking about. Nowadays, it is considered a good idea for couples to live together before they get married. Well, according to the Bible, 
which is our heavenly law, that is a sin. And therefore, the citizens of heaven should not consider that as something they should do, even though the world consider it wisely. When it comes to obeying its law, many people consider the Bible as an old-fashioned book. But they have no problem claiming the promises of God in that Bible. My friends, we cannot live like a citizen of the world if we are a citizen of the kingdom of God. God established that from the beginning when he and Abraham made their covenant. As we read, he told Abraham, Go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation. We often remember the promise God made to Abraham that he will make him into a great nation, but we forget that Abraham had to do his part of the covenant for God to fulfill his. God asked Abraham first to leave his country. God had many reasons to request this from Abraham, but the main one was that Abraham needed to leave behind a pagan place where many gods were worshipped. He lived in Ur of Chaldeas, which was an area of civilization and prosperity. Ur of Chaldeas had ample water and land for pasture and was active with commerce. It was the place to be. God called Abraham away from that to a place unknown to him. This means that when we come to Christ, God expects us to leave behind not necessarily a country, but the lifestyle we had before we came to Christ. Just as he expected Abraham to leave behind the comfort and security he had in his country and to start walking towards an unknown place, he expects us to follow him. He expects us to leave behind our sinful lifestyle we were so comfortable with in all the places and sometimes even the people that were part of our past life. God was not bound to the promises he made to Abraham unless Abraham fulfilled his part of the covenant. We often refuse to leave behind our old way of life but expect God to bless us. That, my friends, is not kingdom thinking. God also expected Abraham to leave behind his people. You might wonder what God meant when he asked Abraham to leave behind his people. Was he not leaving them behind when he left his country? No, not necessarily. What God was asking Abraham to do was not only to leave his people behind, but also their culture and lifestyle. He had to stop doing things that he used to do when he was a pagan. I have many friends from different nationalities who, even though they left their countries years ago, live in the United States as if they were living in those countries. If you visit some of my friends, you will think you have entered their countries the minute you enter their homes. Now, before some of you get upset thinking that God has anything against our cultures or traditions, let me tell you, God has no problems with some of our traditions, but you need to admit that some of our traditions and some things that we do in names of our cultures go against the Bible and therefore go against the kingdom of God. For example, my friends, some of the traditions that we actually celebrate here in the United States come from pagan roots. What are those? Let me give you a few examples. Dia de los Muertos, Easter, and Christmas. They all come from pagan roots. God expects us to leave such things behind. Here I feel I need to take a moment to say that many of us criticize the people who decorate their house for Halloween, but defend the rights to decorate our house with Christmas trees and getting dead, buying unnecessary gifts in the name of celebrating Jesus' birthday. 
if we are honest, no child of God should put anything that looks demonic inside or outside his house, as some do for Halloween. But we must admit that Jesus' birth has nothing to do with a tree or gifts. Yes, we can use all these dates in our calendar as tools for evangelism. But we also need to spend some serious time with the Holy Spirit asking him what we need to celebrate and what we need to leave behind. My family, I do not have anything against Christmas. I love to get together with my family on that day. But what I do have problems with is that some Christian children know more about Santa Claus than the birth of Jesus. Please understand that I am not judging anyone here. I am simply sharing with you that some of us expect God to honor a covenant that we don't. God also expected Abraham to leave behind his father's house. This, my family, does not mean that we need to leave behind our paternal grandparents, but we do need to do our best to get rid of anything that comes strictly from our ancestors that does not exalt the name of Christ. We need to cut from the root all generational curses. We need to stop any abusive behavior that sometimes is taught from generation to generation in our families, and we need to get rid of any items that have been passed from generation to generation that may have evil or pagan roots. My friends, once we are in Christ, we are new creations. We are born again. We become citizens of heaven through adoption, and we need to start a brand new life. Romans 12.2 tells us, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. To renew our minds is to change our ways, to transform our thinking, and to leave behind our sinful and old ways of thinking. Everything we do now should be done from a kingdom of God perspective, the way we speak, what we see, what we do, how we live, and the people we fellowship with should be according to the kingdom of God mentality. God understands that this transformation requires time, dedication, and his help. And therefore, he does not expect us to change overnight or alone. That is why the Holy Spirit is always inspiring us to be more heavenly minded. Child of God, it is time to examine our hearts. Where are you in your transformation? Do you have a kingdom of God mentality? Are you still living in Ur of Chaldeas? Or did you leave Ur of Chaldeas but not its traditions? Do some generational curses still bind you? Since we are coming to the end of the year, I think it is an excellent time to check ourselves. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to develop a kingdom mentality in us and to give us the grace to leave behind whatever keeps us stuck in Ur with its citizens or with our Father's house. Pray about it. And if the Holy Spirit convicts you, do whatever the Spirit of God tells you to do. It is always a pleasure to share the Word of God with you. If this podcast has blessed you and you want to share a testimony with us, please send your emails to info at globalgraceministries.com. Thank you and God bless you.